We are instantly overreacting tonight. Ole Miss a 27 to 20 winner over Arkansas. It was kind of like that drunk brought his drunk friends tonight, and they were the officials. Lane Kiffin is going to pay a fine. This is the Locked On Ole Miss postcast. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, everyone. That 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 was a roller coaster. That was a roller coaster. Um, that was a mess. Ole Miss won the game. Um, we all wanted Ole Miss to win the game. The offense did not perform. The defense was dominant. And let me let me bring this up. You can actually see what's going on um, with this, all right? And pass so, the first down line for Cal Poly. This right here. I'll cut that off so everybody can see it. Ole Miss won the competition of first downs. They won total yards. They only had 349 total yards tonight. You are not The really. offense honestly did not play well. And there's no three and a half you. quarters, they didn't play well. Look how similar. And then you Ulysses Bentley got put in the game, and he just provided a spark keep going. for this Ole Miss offense. And they were able to come back from you being 20 to 17 down to win the game 27 but to 20. Tough, Regine, Ole Miss only threw the ball for 153. Jackson Dart got, he got hurt in the first quarter. He was obviously not himself. Winning. The offense was obviously not himself. Once again, they did not have a plan B. If plan A doesn't work. If something Southern. is going wrong with plan A, they do not currently have an a plan B. And tonight, they didn't absolutely have one. Luckily, Wilson's definitely the fourth came in and kind of saved their bacon a little bit. Look at the penalty. Um, sorry about this. Um, let's see. I'm gonna this real quick. All right. I hope that worked. My wife just came in and told me that um I was there was audio in this. Anyway, what I was saying is that there were many problems with Ole Miss game. This was another game, just like the two lane game, that most other Ole Miss teams in recent history loses that football game. Okay, most every other Ole Miss football team loses that football game. Arkansas played like a desperate team tonight. Now, offensively, they are not very good. They are not. And the defense absolutely dominated them, holding them to 36 36 yards rushing on 29 carries for 1.2 yards per carry. KJ threw for 252, but most of that was – Incidental. There was only one part of the game where it got hairy, and Arkansas kicked a couple of field goals to make it 17 to 13. Lane Kiffin inexplicably went for it from his own like 40 yard line. Jackson Dart got sacked. Arkansas ended up going in and scoring that touchdown, and all of a sudden you had problems. This game has become, you know, this is whatever that game normally becomes. It was crazy. It was the drunk uncle. That was the unexpected thing that really just threw gasoline on the fire. After that, Ulysses Bentley came in as a running back, and his speed, his elusiveness kind of unlocked this offense. Even the passing game, the third down started getting converted. Ole Miss was 
what were they? They were four of 14 on third down, and they didn't convert a single one of them until the fourth quarter. Now, if you look over there, Jackson Dart threw for 153. Like I said, he was nicked in this game. Um, he fought through it. It would have taken wild horses. Ulysses Bentley had 13 carries for 94 yards. He completely unlocked the game. If they give out game balls, they should give one to him. Jordan Watkins was also pretty good as well. So interesting stuff to see um, right now, what's, what's going on with this football team. You have a situation where the offense just did not play well. And last year, this game almost loses this game. Heck, against Arkansas, Ole Miss did lose this game last year. But Ole Miss was able to regroup, win the game, and now they're 5-1 and one going into the bye week. And, you know, we get to have a ton of fun thinking about what this bye week could be. And to get into this Arkansas game, because we know that Brother Hugh is going to have a whole bunch of his bag of tricks to come out for the Ole Miss Rebels. He's hoping for a night game at Jordan-Hare Stadium. He, uh, you know, whatever. Um, all of that stuff should be interesting, and we're going to get to that over the next couple of weeks. We do need to enjoy this win. I told everybody all week that this was going to be Arkansas coming in and playing like a desperate team. If Arkansas lost this game, which they did, they go to Alabama next. They're not beating Alabama. And then they have five losses. And they pretty much from that point on have zero margin for error. Zero. None. Absolutely none. So Ole Miss got Arkansas's absolute best shot. They emptied the clip trying to win. They did not have enough to do it. Ole Miss didn't play particularly well. The defense – D. Golding's defense played pretty dominant tonight. They were dominant. 288 yards given up. They only gave up 17 first downs. If you look at the, um, the box score, I'm going to bring that up as well. Let's see. Ashanti Seastrunk had a half a sack and an interception and a tackle for loss. Jared Ivey had a sack and a one and a half tackles for loss. John Saunders had the pick. Zamari Walton had um, a half of a TFL. George, um, J.J. Pegues had a half sack and a half TFL. Akello Stone, half sack, half TFL. Suntarian Perkins, half sack, half TFL. Dejon Anthony, half um, TFL. DeAndre Prince, one TFL. Isaac Ukwu, one sack, one TFL. Ole Miss ended up with five sacks in that game and nine tackles for loss. Ole Miss is in the top 10 in the country in sacks. And they're pretty close to the top 10 in TFLs. So we always talk about, hey, this defense is going to be a little bit clunky, but there are certain things they're going to do pretty well. This is an example of that. They got after K.J. Jefferson. K.J. Jefferson did not get to have his storybook ending against the Mississippi school. Now, Mississippi State's playing up there in a couple of weeks. Maybe he can have it then. He did not have it tonight. Pete Golding kind of slammed the door on that. It really, really big thing. So that's talking about the game. Let's talk about the officiating. Holy crap, was that not awful. That was the worst officiated football game I have seen in my, let's just say, 50 years of life. That is the worst one I can remember. Literally every time Ole Miss made a play, it came back. 
Anytime there was an offsides, it got blown dead. When there was a targeting, it got reversed. Whenever um, an Ole Miss player gets hit out of bounds, there was no call. Whenever you have a hand on the back of a rusher for Arkansas, you get called for holding. It was completely one-sided. It was completely ridiculous. And this SEC officiating crew is going to get about a book about that thick on officiating because the first half, the offense, we talk about how bad the offense looked in the first half. And the offense did not look good, okay? They were not right tonight. It didn't help that they were not allowed to get into a rhythm because every time a play got made, it got brought back for some reason. I mean, all we were lacking was an inadvertent whistle somewhere on a big play that allowed Arkansas to kind of get momentum, okay? And Arkansas defensively got momentum on Ole Miss's offense. They knew what to expect with Quinshawn Judkins. They did the engage eight thing. They rushed up whenever he was in the game. Whenever we got into high tempo, they rushed up to try and take it away. I think it's going to be very important moving forward that Bentley, who has had a star turn, no doubt about it. He's had an unbelievable star turn, and he he honestly is probably the player that has a chance to make some waves in the NFL. He is a plus Jerry and Ely, and he, he's, he's really, really good. All right, let's go into the chat. Let's see. Have you ever noticed that after we break a wrong, long run, the next play we run the same thing? Yes, that is part of the tempo thing. To go quickly, they call the same play two times in a row. The defense knows that as well. So that's the reason they just rush up because they know what gap we're trying to hit. If the defense plays like today or Bama and the offense plays like LSU, Ole Miss beats Georgia. Yes. If Ole Miss puts everything together, Ole Miss can beat literally every team in the country. The offense that we saw against LSU and the defense that we saw tonight, put those together. There isn't a game that Ole Miss plays that they can't win. Now, one of the problems we saw is Georgia kind of woke up once they got their first real challenge. I think they put a 50-burger on Kentucky. So that Georgia game is going to be rough. It's going to be tough. And after Texas A&M laid an egg against Alabama today, I'm beginning to wonder if anybody is going to beat Alabama. So – just where's what it is. Scott Bailey says, we played like crap tonight. I'm really glad it's over. Our D played up to their name in the fourth, looking forward to a week off and then to Auburn. Yes. I told everybody all week, just win the game. Even my predict <coughs> prediction was about Ole Miss not covering. I knew something was going to go down. I knew it in my heart. I talked to everybody talking about how weird this game is. Now, I didn't realize that we were going to have such a shocking one-sided officiating performance that we were just in trouble. But that's how this game got weird. And Arkansas, even though they are a putrid, a putrid offense, they are a really bad offense, you still were in trouble once they started getting a little bit of confidence. Danny Nose is not a good offensive coordinator. Not a good offensive coordinator. Uh, Willis says this buy couldn't come at a better time. We need some time to polish up some timing plays and get more efficient, more people involved in the offense. 
I think they just got entitled play calling. They called the game against LSU. And let, yeah, let's get into this a little bit. The game they called against LSU is because they were worried about the offense holding up against the athletes that LSU have. Tonight, they went back to the entitled play calling, uh, just assuming that this offense would be fine against lesser athletes. But the offense then gets stagnant. It gets stale. It gets predictable. What they did against LSU, which kept that front seven off balance, can keep other teams off balance as well. Using to get to second and six to third and two, if you play that game a couple of times during the drive, you're going to be all right. It's going to eventually break that rock. And you're going to see bigger and bigger plays, and the quarterback's going to have time to get them off because varying the time that they throw the ball and varying this area that they're going after is just as important as going fast. And tempo, I think, in this offense can almost take care of everything. It can, can become the dominant thing. Um, but this Ole Miss offense today did not play particularly well, but they did make enough plays to win the game. Ole Miss is 5-1. After Arkansas, or Arkansas, LSU, and Alabama, Ole Miss is 5-1. and one. And they go to Auburn, and, and that's going to be a difficult game. Everybody pray for 11 o'clock in that one. And then they get Vanderbilt, which, okay, I mean, that's historically a weird game, but that's a game that Ole Miss probably should still win. A&M today, Jalen Milrow was picking on their secondary. Think about that for a second and let that – Georgia, number one team in the country, dominant team in the country. Um, somebody that we're going to have to deal with. But in Athens, I, I do not have high hope in that game. Um, after that, Louisiana Monroe and Mississippi State, I have no – I mean, honestly, worse can happen, but 10-2 and two should be realistic at this point. That should be the baseline. So – Was it Trey had an off-season? Franklin had surgery? Yeah, Franklin's going to be fine. Franklin's going to have his thing. He, he's going to be all right. The problem tonight was whenever you deal with what was going with Jackson Dart, and this isn't a critique towards Jackson, it just wasn't right. And has anybody tried to play a sport whenever something is not quite right? Your timing gets a little off. The the fundamentals, the technique gets a little bit off, and the passes are not exactly where they're used to being. And, you know, passes got dropped. There was a little bit low. The timing was a little bit affected, and that was just a problem for Jackson Dart tonight. It doesn't necessarily affect anything to do with Jackson Dart. Jackson Dart's going to be fine. I expect him to play pretty well. Now, Bully for Auburn, they had Matt Corral two years ago that was partially injured coming off the Tennessee game. And tonight, Jackson Dart gets a little bit hurt. Although, Jackson Dart looks like he's in a little bit better shape than Matt was after that Tennessee game. So we'll see exactly how that happens. At least this is coming at a perfect time because – 
March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Jackson has that week to get right, and then you go into the Auburn game and all that. Ole Miss is going to be doing a ton of recruiting, but they're five and one. They're exactly where they want to be. I hate that they don't have the tiebreaker with Alabama. I have no idea who is going to be able to win that game. Whoever who is going to beat Alabama. I know that football is weird and anything can happen, and maybe Brother Hugh can step up, but just is what it is. Rodgers got hurt today for MSU. So your prediction of right starting the Egg Bowl might come true, I think. Yeah, I, I think by the end of the year, Mississippi State's about to put up a four and eight best case scenario. There's a and and I'm not a hundred percent sure they beat USM at this point. Everybody completes ninety percent of their passes against Mississippi State this year. This is against a team coached by somebody that was a former defensive coordinator. Everybody. Western Mission's quarterback completed like 85% of his passes. That's the third string quarterback for Western Michigan. Seriously. Curtis Manlow says this roster is poorly constructed. No, this roster is absolutely fine constructed. The way they utilize it is a little bit clunky at times. Um, Doug Miller says, anybody know why Trey Harris didn't play most of the second half? Did he re-injure or is he just being used a lot last week? Who knows? I know this was a physical game, and they were probably being um, very careful with Trey. Um, exactly how it goes. This I've talked about this. This section of the schedule is about building and get through it. And you got the win. Like I said, I did not expect to cover tonight. I did not pick a cover tonight. Um, I, I thought Ole Miss was going to win the game. I thought it was going to be a little bit more high scoring than this, but. Kind of is what it is. I think that they will be absolutely fine moving forward. I think that you can't play transitive property about this team. The LSU game, the defense actually, you know, couldn't stop anybody, couldn't stop a nosebleed. Everybody makes fun of that defense about ha, ha, ha. Arkansas just got completely dominated by that defense tonight. Just kind of is what it is. Ole Miss has a three-game slate coming up where every game is tough, so this bye week is huge to get our mind right. Every game is going to be tough because you're in the Southeastern Conference. Ole Miss is going to be favored in the next two games, and then when they go to Georgia, that might just kind of be a free shot, honestly. If Georgia plays like they did today, there's nothing Ole Miss can do um, to win that game, period. If Georgia plays like it is today, Ole Miss isn't winning that game. Georgia has five stars all over the field. They're almost as good of a roster as the Alabama Crimson Tide. Just kind of is what it is. After this week, Ole Miss had a top five SEC environment. I've been to every home game. Great atmosphere. Yeah, it it comes across on TV that way. It really does. 
It comes across really well on TV. Um, one of those guys has contributed anyway. I don't know who that is about. Um, Ole Miss gets pressure if they blitz. Otherwise, nothing. That's not true either, Curtis. They are in the top 10 in sacks in the country. Um, Isaac Ukwu is doing a pretty good job on the edge. Um, but that is absolutely not cr true. Now, whenever they rush three and drop eight, yeah, whenever you get double teamed and things like that, it can be interesting. Um, yeah, the offense and defense, if they get going, this team is going to be unstoppable. I absolutely agree with that. I think that you're going to see closer to the LSU game plan against Texas A&M and Georgia just because the other team's defensive line is going to dictate protect um doing that okay I, I i don't know what's going on barbara ray is just kind of um in her feelings at the moment um our running game has been outstanding yes the emergence of ulysses bentley the fourth is a huge deal for ole miss absolutely massive quinshawn still does stuff he's going to gather all the eyeballs when he steps on a field but Ulysses Bentley the fourth provides something that's a little bit different. And that is a big deal. Let's see. Jacob Holloway says, take cushion coverage out of the third and longs. The catch and runs kill us. Yeah, it really does. I think one of the things they're trying to do is to protect the safeties. Although we got an interception with John Saunders today. That was um, the safety making a play in a big time situation to close out a football game. So that that's a big move um, for Ole Miss moving forward, but absolutely fantastic stuff. I, I think the cushion comes from Pete Golding wanting to protect that safety room. Safety is the weakness of this team and this def this defense. They can play pretty well, and whenever they scheme you up, they're pretty good. But they can give up explosive plays, and Pete Golding is doing this. Caleb Calloway says, some of horrific officiating. Yes, it's absolutely terrible. Terrible. It, it was absolutely shambolic is the word. And there's no way to really get around that. James Mendoza says, is it time to talk starting Bentley? I, I don't think so. I think Bentley is a fourth quarterback to kind of being in that Snoop Connor type role is kind of a sweet spot for him. Quinshawn gets so much attention, he can open up other things when he's on the field. That's one of the reasons we're throwing the ball so much. Um, but it also, you know, you need to scheme it up just a little bit. Doug Miller says, I don't think it's a coincidence that both of our worst games on offense, Trey was out, had to be healthy or to be much the same versus Auburn. He's just a, such a big part of our scheme at tonight was Jackson getting injured more than Trey. Cause even when Trey was in the game, cause I saw Trey in the third quarter, Trey was playing. He just wasn't getting used. He just wasn't in the game plan for whatever reason. 
I don't know if it's an injury thing. I don't know what's going on, but he was not active on the outside through three quarters when he played, period. Christopher Dickey says, Texas A&M's defense looks good when it comes to pressuring the quarterback. Yes, their, their front seven is really good. Their secondary is garbage. Absolutely garbage. Dart protecting the ball was huge. Arkansas still has a solid secondary that'll make you pay. Yes, Arkansas has ball hawks on the back end. That is probably why we didn't do all the back shoulder stuff that we did against LSU as well, because they were trying to protect Jackson Dart from that secondary. And honestly, after what Matt Corral did against that team in 2020, I imagine Lane Kiffin's a little bit gun shy as well. But Ole Miss got going. You have a situation with Ulysses Bentley. Ole Miss got the W. That was the most important thing. It didn't matter how they looked, what was going on. We were on Twitter today, and somebody talked about the offense not playing well and that people paid good money for tickets and you can't put a product out that uh, like that. Ole Miss won by 10. And the defense was absolutely dominant. I, 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 I don't understand that mindset. And people were getting upset about that. It's like, listen, this is not about putting up 700 yards in a game and 55 points. I know the joke is that offense puts butts in the seats. But everybody should be excited about the way the defense looked against somebody that has a history of making Ole Miss pay. And like right here, Ivan Salazar says Sam Pittman is in a really bad situation in Fayetteville. He is. That was a desperate Arkansas football team that Ole Miss got today. Every bullet that Arkansas had. Arkansas had to figure out a way to win this game. Ole Miss won this game. And people were going to look at all the things that happened. And the offense did not play well. Do not hear me say that I think the offense played well. Although Ulysses Bentley played well. Probably Ole Miss doesn't win that game without Ulysses Bentley. But there are facets of that game. I, w- I wish Caden Davis would have made that long field goal because the special teams actually played fairly well. We won the special teams portion of the game. We won the defensive portion of the game. And in the fourth quarter, we won the offensive portion of the game. So that is that is pretty, pretty interesting. Let's see. Whoever made Arkansas play four road games straight, I didn't even know that was possible. Well, technically, I think the Texas A&M game was a home game, but they chose to play that game at a neutral site. So that's the reason there's four games played in a row as well. Cheesy Crust Pizza said, I was practically begging for them to put Sanders in the game. Dark being banged up almost killed the offense other than the penalties. Um, like I said, I think it was Bentley. Bentley was the player that unlocked everything. Jared Burke says, dude, great win for the team. We need this by week. Yeah, perfect time. And we're getting ready for the Auburn Tigers, and Ole Miss cannot look past Auburn, the Auburn Tigers. I mean, there's a couple of games 
on the schedule that you look for and you just automatically say W, W and everything, you can't afford to overlook the Auburn Tigers. Hugh Freeze is going to have a plan for Ole Miss, much in the same way that they did against Georgia. Be ready for it. Auburn may have discovered the forward pass by then. Who knows? I'm expecting a couple of those to get called. But Ole Miss cannot overlook a team like Auburn or Vanderbilt. And doing so would be at your own peril. I don't know if we're quite there. If Ole Miss plays its best, Auburn can't beat Ole Miss. Vandy can't beat Ole Miss. Texas A&M can't beat Ole Miss if Ole Miss plays its best. It's a situation like tonight where you have to come down a little bit and meet them for them to have a chance and for it to become a football game. That is what happened tonight. We talked about that during the show during the week as well. Got dead soxy in the point in the in the stream. Hotty toddy, so proud of this team. It wasn't pretty, but we found a way to win the game, and we didn't play well on offense. That's what we have to do to be a contender. Where do, dead soxy socks? There they go, right there. You can get a um nil subscription with dead soxy. All of that stuff. Check out their website. They do really really good stuff. Arkansas is a historical good defense under Pittman. We all know that any SEC game can be a slobber knocker any given night. Yeah, this was a desperate game. You you got Arkansas's absolute best shot tonight, period. And they completely control the game. They gave up 6.5 yards per pass from K.J. Jefferson, and they gave up 1.2 yards per rush. That that's absolutely nuts. The pass interference calls, there was a couple of them. The one on Zamari Walton was just kind of a dumb move by the player. That that you can't really blame the officials there. He he literally like pushed his guy out of the way. Um, but the one on DeAndre Prince, it's not he was going for the football. You, you don't really necessarily get to body off somebody like basketball when you're going after the football. He, he was going after the football. He did not affect illegally the receiver's chance to make a reception. He did not pull him over from his back to get around him. He just kind of hit him on the way through. The targeting call was absolutely shambolic. Absolutely shambolic. That was pure helmet to helmet. If Ole Miss would have done that exactly thing, if you just switch it around, if an Ole Miss secondary member would have made that play, the targeting call would have stuck. And the holding call on Micah Pettis, where he had an open hand on his back of the person he was blocking, didn't grab him at all. They called him for holding there. When they called Ole Miss for a false start when three Arkansas players were in the neutral zone. That's absolutely crazy. Ole Miss is the most penalized team in the Southeastern Conference, and the team that plays Ole Miss is usually the least penalized team. Now, tonight we got lucky because Arkansas is the second most penalized team. And their offensive line really struggled. 
They, they, they had trouble blocking Ole Miss. And there's just no way to get it. But if the officials called this game down the middle, Ole Miss wins this game 27 to 10. Something like that. 27 to 13. It, it goes real similarly to what I thought it would, except not as many points are going to be scored. The opening script for Arkansas was actually pretty impressive. KJ making plays. They did some stuff, honestly, that Dan Enos did against Ole Miss in 2015, whenever they had fourth and 25. They did some stuff like that and ended up getting into the end zone. But Ashanti Seastrunk, whenever he picked that off, hey, shout out to Tom Vanderford. Um, Ashanti's his boy. And Ashanti at linebacker is kind of becoming the dude. He had two sacks last week. Had a sack and an interception tonight. Ashanti making plays for Ole Miss football. Really, really good stuff. Let's see. P-Pass said, just a thought about Pittman. If you have the best Arkansas quarterback in the past 10 years and you can't win, what does that say? Tells me that Arkansas is not particularly good. Um, For better or worse, I think – Arkansas is kind of dealing with the situation that Ole Miss dealt with with Matt Luke, where you just have a really good dude coaching the team and it just doesn't work out. But you have a team in year four that is likely going to end up missing a bowl game. And I don't know if Arkansas is going to put up with that. Dayton Wade had already dropped the ball by the time the targeting happened. I think catching the ball would have been an effective strategy. Well, you still can't take a helmet-to-helmet shot, Curtis. You can't. You can't do that. That's against the rules. You still, yeah, Cam catching the ball, that's another question altogether. You can't do that. Cameron says it was really good to see the run defense play the way they did last year was a nightmare. Yeah, it really was. And, you know, LSU last week ran for like 230 yards on Ole Miss. And and like I said, I'm not saying the defense played well, although the fourth quarter they deserved their their plaudits. But take away the Jaden Daniels 55-yard touchdown run, Ole Miss only gave up like 165 yards against LSU. And this run defense is pretty good, is my point. The pass defense is where you can get it Ole Miss a little bit. Kedrick Jones says, we played down to our opponent. We need to start getting up for everybody. Kedrick, you can't get up for everybody. You're always going to play down to opponents. Last year, even Georgia almost got beat by Missouri. You just can't get up. And some games, you just have to out-talent. And some games, you just have to fundamentally play sound enough to win the game. And tonight, Ole Miss did that because Arkansas's offense, honestly, whenever Ole Miss went up by seven, I had no doubt that Ole Miss was going to win the game. I mean, I I did not think that Arkansas could go down and score a touchdown. The fact that Arkansas scored 20 is kind of a really impressive thing because they're not good. They're just simply not good.
Let's see. Cash the Real Saint says it was a 50-50 targeting call, but I think the late hit would have been a, the necessary penalty call because the ball was clearly out of his hand by the time he was hit. Yeah, it, just helmet to helmet. He's a defenseless wide receiver. The whole point that I have is the fact that if Ole Miss would have done that, Ole Miss would have got called for it. And the drive would have continued. I have no doubt about that. Well, um, Nano's Clips says, where do you get the little score thing, that thing behind you? Um, yes, that's a tidbit, T-Y-D-B-Y-T. If you do that, they sell them there. It's about 200 bucks. Let's see, an Arkansas fan, congrats on the win. We scared the hell out of you again, like your show. Yes, Travis, hey. I want to say this right now in front of everybody, God and everybody. Arkansas's defense, they played tonight. They emptied the clip. They did everything that they could do in order for them to win the football game. They just couldn't do it offensively. And I think the biggest problem that Arkansas has is the fact that um, basically going from Kendall Bryles to Dan Enos is a major drop-off. I think that is the problem. Chase Wheeler says defense definitely has improved this season. Last year's wish um, offense would have played a little bit more clean, um, made more explosive plays tonight. Yeah. The offense did not play well, particularly at all. And yeah, it, it, they just didn't play well tonight. They're They're going to be fine. Is the defense happy being a top 15 to 30 team who is kind of interesting and having a few laughs with Kiffin and going eight and four, 10 and two? It, hey, buddy, I don't think you know what the heck you're talking about. But hey, this will be the last comment that you get to put up because you're obviously trolling at this point. Um, tip of the sip says, went, didn't, did we not? see more deep balls that why did we not see more deep balls um the problem that Ole Miss had was the play calling was that entitled play calling the same thing that they did against Alabama or against Georgia Tech against Tulane that happened as well the refs have been like this since freeze got fired period that's weird Georgia Tech beat Miami what no. No. Good for Georgia Tech. Buster Faulkner, Haynes King. Also, that makes that win in Oxford look a little bit better. Um, Nano Clips says, would you say our passing game or run game is better? And the answer to that is yes. They're, they're both really good. They both have a chance to be elite. And since we run so many RPOs, they both have to be. If one is a little bit less than um, the other, it gets problematic. When you have a busted ankle, your throwing motion is off. That is why Corral overthrew all those deep balls in 2021. I don't know if Dart's ankle is busted, but it would explain it. I think Dart might be a knee thing. If I look at him, it doesn't look like he is – Exactly all there. 
it, it's going to be fine. So. We saw a lot more DB rotation tonight. Thoughts on that? Hey, yes, Chris Graves play. I, I saw Chris Graves get a series in this game playing cornerback. So he is finally at the point where he's able to contribute to the team. And that is that is a pretty good deal. And in the back end stuff, they're trying to find people that are in really, really good, really good shape. Um, Louisville beat Notre Dame 30 to 13. I'm glad Ole Miss won this game because Ole Miss is going to go up to about 12 or 13 um, in tomorrow's poll. I know that's probably going to make some people upset, but 12 or 13. Carson Beck is scary, PFAS says. Yeah. Georgia actually had a team that they thought could beat them, and you saw what happened today. I knew it would happen, but them not covering – is just has been just been them playing with their food. Um, Archie fifty six. Yes, I agree with you. I wish Browse was still at all Arkansas. Enos is off awful. Yeah, his script in that first drive was pretty good. Uh, but once he actually got into the game plan, it, it wasn't hard what Ole Miss was doing. Ole Miss was dropping eight and playing zone um, to keep KJ in front of them. Or they were basically blitzing seven and playing man. I mean, that's what Ole Miss was doing tonight. There was no moving pockets. It feels like with a quarterback like KJ Jefferson, you would get him outside because if Ole Miss was doing the double A-gap blitz, the, the whole field would open up if that happened. And then not being able to run the ball against a drop eight, that was that was kind of problematic, I think. Um, Stone on defense is a welcome division. I agree with that as well. Um, you have a situation with him. Not, I'm not calling him Isaac Gross, but he's an undersized defensive lineman that gives the other team a different look. We have a real Jekyll and Hyde offense. Consistency is just not there. I don't think this is on the players. I don't think it's on the players. It's entitled play calling, in my opinion, period. Akella Stone doesn't get much time, but he's usually in. You usually hear his name. If Ole Miss played Alabama again, we would beat them. If Ole Miss played Alabama and we used LSU, the game plan we did against LSU, yes, we would have something. If we did what we did tonight, no, we would not beat Alabama. 12-team playoff would be clutch. Yes, it is going to be a massive ordeal for everybody the 2024 season and Ole Miss having a chance to be pretty, pretty cool. Waves, Waves on Swim says they're trying to make KJ an NFL quarterback and he's just not. Yeah, it's they do not know how to use him. Kendall Bryles could use him. Because those figures, they run a similar type offense to what we run. So if you see what they do with Jackson Dart, imagine that with KJ Jefferson and the physical imposingness of KJ Jefferson means that Arkansas is going to be a threat. But under Dan Enos, it's basically what 
Arkansas did in 2015. It was the same stuff. The two-point conversion play was the same once they got down to the goal line. It's just a mess. Need to stop being so fancy with the play calling, especially when one thing is working so well. Running game was Bentley. You know what they didn't do? They did not run screens tonight to Bentley. One of the most effective plays against LSU was just getting the ball out in space to Bentley and letting him work. And they did not run that one time tonight. Uptight for 60 minutes is not normal. It kind of is if you're an Ole Miss fan, honestly. Um, let's see. Arizona is up on USC 7. What is going on today? What is going on? That's crazy. When your defense is dominating the other team's offense and you have the ball on your own 40-something yard line, punt the football. Arkansas was never driving the ball 80 yards on Ole Miss. It just wasn't happening. But they could drive it 35 yards on Ole Miss. Yeah, that that one is going to that's going to bother me for a little while. And we're going to talk about that play whenever we do the um what we learned episode as well. But Ole Miss two and one in the West at the moment. Alabama still needs to get beat. Somebody has to beat Bama. I don't know who it could be. Um, why is the card not getting the ball or snaps? Because um, right now Dayton Wade is playing in front of him. And Dayton Wade's playing pretty well. And he's provided something that's a little bit different in this offense. And that's the reason Franklin's not on the field is because Wade's playing well. And Wade can be the jet sweep guy. And Wade can do all of that stuff. And you don't have to worry about him getting healthy, if that makes sense. Let's see. Haynes King played exactly like I knew he would. I know you like him, but he's not the guy. 12 of 25, 152 yards, two interceptions, and a touchdown. He won, but it was more of a self-destruction by Miami. I don't like him as a good quarterback. Don't hear that. I don't think he's a good quarterback. I make fun of his throwing motion to this day. Him and Walter Johnson's windup from 1905 baseball is probably eerily similar. But I like Buster Faulkner, the offensive coordinator for Georgia Tech. And I like what Buster Faulkner has been able to do with Haynes King, who has won the Texas A&M job, but has fallen apart both years. I hope that makes sense. Lane Kiffin is a fun head coach, but sometimes I don't know if he's a smart one. I think Lane's ego gets the best of him. And when the offense isn't doing well, he is prone to make bad decisions because he's worried about the offense not doing well. Oklahoma Premier Stone, Jamie's, um, it's Jamie. You were right about it was a drunk win. We won, but we're five and one going into the bye. Yes. Everything worked out exactly like we needed it to. Ole Miss won the game. And now you have an extra week of prep. As Auburn gets ready for an LSU team that's back up, they didn't quit. And you get ready. You get ready to go. Let's see.
How long has it been since we beat LSU and Arkansas in the same season? Um, 2021, actually. Matt Corral's senior year. Or junior year. Heard we had a lot of recruits at the game. Yes, it was sold out. And don't worry, Ole Miss won the game. The recruits had fun. And they saw potential and where they need to be. Tonight was a good night for recruiting. Thomas Smith says next week of prep and regrouping is going to help this so much. Get ready for Auburn. Just so everybody knows, by the way, what goes on during a bye week is different. I expect Ole Miss to have two or three practices, and that is it. And even then, they won't be high-impact practices. Players are going to go on the road and recruit. You want Pete Golding to get out to Louisiana because LSU is recruiting like Bernard Causey and those guys. Um, and recruiting is going to be the major focus of next week. There's going to be a couple of practices, but they're going to be lighter. They're going to be, not have coaches there um, that are normally there. And you think they're going to be in a way that they can just kind of get healed and get their legs back under them and get ready for Auburn. The game plan will probably go in on Friday. They might have something on Friday. Um, I think that might happen. The game plan will be interesting to see. Uh, Rachel Nichols' husband, what did you think of the offensive play calling? It was terrible. It was awful. Um, they, it was the same entitled play calling that you saw against Tulane um, and Georgia Tech against Arkansas. And what I think that is, is against LSU, they were worried about blocking that front seven. Um, against the other teams, they don't necessarily worry about that, and so they call it in their comfort zone. Uh, Mr. Veganator says, thank God we won that game. Thought we looked fine. Bad penalties hurt us. Yes, very, very much so. Oklahoma Premier Stone, Kiffin said we work. On this Friday, we get three days off than Auburn prep. Until Friday, we get three days off than Auburn prep. Yeah, something like that would happen. The coaches, a lot of coaches are going to be gone starting Wednesday, by the way. Let's see. Corey Ward says, Bentley could be the guy if we didn't have Judkins, and Watkins would be the guy if we didn't have Harris. Yeah, we've, we've got people to be excited about, honestly. We do. Again, why is Bentley not number one? You have to be blind not to see it. Yet. But you also have to remember, in 2021, Snoop Connor was the fourth quarter guy, but he was probably the best looking out of all of them as far as a starting running back. It's, there's probably some strategy in it. All the questionable calls against us tonight, I can see even more bad calls in the upcoming Auburn game. That's from Roy LaBella. Yeah. The most, the least penalized team in the SEC is whoever is playing Ole Miss. That's that's statistically a fact. Cheesy crust pizza. I like this podcast. It keeps me hopeful for what can realistically happen by also tempering my expectation. Yeah, it's one of those things that I think other podcasts out there, and I, I'm not mad at them. I mean, do whatever you want to do. 
but they come from it is like, hey, if this is happening, this is happening because Ole Miss is bad. Ole Miss is going to be um, somebody that if something good happens, it's a, it's a problem with the other team. But that isn't the case with this unit. If something bad happens, it's pretty much our fault. Arkansas's defense, when if we were playing our best, would not look like tonight. Arkansas offense, we played pretty well tonight. And obviously, you saw how they looked. Um, Rachel Nichols' husband, Dart was clearly limited running the football after the first quarter injury. I think he missed a handful of throws tonight, too. I'd give him a C plus. What grade would you give Jackson tonight? I, I'm probably with you on the C plus. Um, this was not his best game. He would tell you it's not his best game. Um, but I, I, I kind of like that grade. I think offensively, there's only one A that anybody on the offense got, and that's Ulysses Bentley, the um, fourth. I think most everybody was around about that C plus range. Willis says, knowing freeze, there will be a dozen trick plays. The safeties are going to have to play discipline when we play them and not give up deep trick play. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Preach. Let's see. Um, Kiffin said in the press conference, according to Brad and Logan, what did you say? Watch every day, and you do get my hopes up every week. Well, that's the point. My, I do want all of this to be fun. But I always, if you listen to it, I talk about how it could go squirrely and how it could go wrong. But I talk about the way, if everything goes well, how it would look. And most of the time, I think I'm pretty close. I think I'm pretty close. That illegal forward pass was a really bad decision, and he'd be the first to tell you that. Judging by his body language, he knew he made a big mistake. Yeah, because the funny part about it was um, if he would have ran, he had 15, 20 yards just running the ball. There was nobody there. He threw the ball to Quinshawn, and that same space was there for him. Pretty good. As much as I want to crush Auburn, just let them run over um, and just run over them completely, I feel like the defense is going to have a rough outing. No, nah, I'm not worried about the defense. I think the defense is going to look closer to tonight than um, LSU just because they have so much problem at the quarterback position. Um, the offense, they need to treat uh, um, the offense like a legitimate threat. I think that is going to be important. They need to treat the offense for Auburn like a legitimate threat and call the game quickly instead of having Dart having three seconds to get the ball off. You need to plan on getting some some, some quick stuff to get it out of his hands. 
So Cash, the real saint says, I can't wait for us to finish in the top 12 and be ranked 23rd to enter the season again. Yeah, it, it, it just kind of is what it is. All right. I think I'm going to get out of here and I appreciate everybody for joining the show tonight. A lot of fun. Ole Miss wins the game 27 to 20. They got the W in this drunk uncle of a football game that we just can't get around at all. And it's just going to be really, really impressive for Ole Miss. Ole Miss has Auburn. Ole Miss is going to be favored against Auburn. Ole Miss has Vanderbilt. Ole Miss is going to be favored against Vanderbilt. Ole Miss has Texas A&M. Ole Miss is going to be favored against Texas A&M. Ole Miss has a free shot against the Georgia Bulldogs. They are going to be favored against Louisiana Monroe, and they are going to be favored against Mississippi State. That means if everything goes chalk, you're looking at a 10-2 and football team. I don't know if anybody can ask anything. They, they laid an egg against Alabama, but we saw against Texas A&M, Texas A&M actually looked worse than Ole Miss in that game. So maybe Alabama's defense is just really, really freaking good. Somebody has to beat them. Unless, you know, Alabama's going to the playoff. Somebody has to get that win. It just doesn't look like it's going to going to happen. But it just is what it is. I hope everybody is having a good time. This Ole Miss football team is really, really freaking good. This is the most talented Ole Miss football team that has existed in my lifetime. Not saying they're going to go 10-2. and two. I'm saying that the chalk is going to say they're going to go 10-2. and two. Nobody is um, – the only one that's favored to beat – um, Ole Miss is Georgia, and they're like 67 probability favorite to beat Ole Miss, okay, in that game. Ole Miss is not under 60% favored in any of their other games. So you're in the realm of possibility where it should be pretty good, should be pretty interesting. And I'm pretty fired up about that. So we'll have to see if LSU can pull it off, if Tennessee can pull it off. Somebody can beat Alabama because it's, it's just feels like it's going to be hard. Somebody needs to take care of them. We were hoping it would be today. Um, Bobby Petrino and Jimbo Fisher, and they kind of pissed down their leg. But it just is what it is. Anyway, hope everybody had a good time and tonight, and we will be back Monday with the What We Learned episode. This has been the Lockdown Ole Miss podcast. I hope everybody had a good day. Ole Miss, 27-20 win over the Arkansas Razorbacks.